I'm Gina Livy, and welcome to my podcast. That's not just about weight loss. It's about losing your weight in a way where you never have to look back. I'm going to talk in finally and forever. The podcast itself is a collection of Facebook Lives for my 91-day weight loss program that if you're following along, it's going to give you great insight and information on maximizing your efforts. We also include amazing guest interviews where we're not afraid to have real conversations and break it down. And of course, I'll be weighing in on a variety of topics. I mean, anything and everything weight loss related. The podcast itself is hosted on Acast, but it's available on all platforms like the one you're listening to right now, Spotify, Apple, and also Amazon Music. Happy day 16 of the program, otherwise and forever known as Dr. Paul Day. Dr. Paul Herkel in the house. I could not be more excited. Hello, how are you? Good morning, Gina. I'm great. <laughs> I think what we should do as we do um, every new group, because we have thousands of more brand new members, is just Love to it. do a little introduction. Uh, Dr. Paul is no stranger to the program. Um, he's a returning guest. I absolutely love and adore you because all the straight up honest conversations that we have, you like myself are out to actually help people, not just profit from people at the end of the day. And so I am so grateful that you uh, are taking the time with us today. But I know people are going to ask where to find you, who are you, what are you all about? So let's just give them a little bit of an overview, shall we? Yeah, sure. Um, first of all, thanks again for uh for having me i absolutely love and adore being on the show uh it really is one of those things that you know today i woke up very excited it really uh makes me come alive so first of all it's my passion to help people as a naturopathic doctor so i'm a licensed naturopathic doctor in ontario so that means i see patients one-on-one -on -one. if you haven't heard of naturopathic medicine or if you haven't seen a naturopathic doctor, basically the way we work is that we try to take the time to get to some of the underlying issues, understanding mm -hmm. some of the systems that might uh, become dysfunctional over time, whether it's the digestive system, the hormonal system, uh, and everything in between. And most importantly, how are they all connected to the way that you feel? And so yeah. that's what I focus on in my practice. I've been in practice over 10 years. Uh, and, and, and that's basically what I do with my day job. My other time it's all dedicated to my family. I have four wonderful kids and an incredible wife, uh, and you know, work-life balance is important. And I do try to practice what I preach, you know, <laughs> same. I try to practice what you preach as well. <laughs> oh, that's so kind of you to say, you know, what, believe it or not, I practice what you preach and now people in my family are practicing what you're preaching. So right back at you. <laughs> I love it. So one of my aha moments, because, you know, um, people are a little, they don't know a lot about naturopathic doctors. Yeah. What do they do? One of my aha moments with you is in our conversation about doctors in general, um, you know, I'm taking my daughter to see our GP today. Um, so important, absolutely play a role. But when it comes to supplements, they are, uh, they can be a real benefit. And this is sort of one areas that doctors, you know, I don't want to say they don't have the knowledge, but they don't really practice in, they're not really suggesting, you know, we, you do blood work, you know, maybe you need to take a vitamin D supplement or whatnot. The health food stores, their stores called health food stores, full of supplements. Um, the science now, we absolutely, without a shadow of doubt, know that supplements are a benefit. There's a lot of science to back it up. A lot has changed right. over the last 30 years. So let's talk about um, supplements, like the, the concept of supplementing. And so the way I explain it is, if you're deficient in something that hinders the way your body functions on the most basic levels, supplements are there to to fill in the blanks until hopefully your body's able to get what it needs. And then, you know, I'm going to add a whole other layer to this, this question about the fact that you can curate foods because a lot of people, a lot of old school people will say, I'm just going to get, I'm eating all this healthy, nutrient rich food. I'm just going to get what I need from that food. And it's not, it's not as easy to do that as one would think, you know, and they're just, just in general, let's talk about supplements and the benefit. Yeah. So first of all, I, I mean, as you said, there's multiple layers of the question, Gina. So yeah. first of all, you know, a key principle to understand in this question is, uh, can you get everything you need from your diet? And the answer is ideally, yes. And so I think we all are on the same page, you and I, about the fact that diet is most important when it comes to trying to fuel our body's function. However, yeah. there are some very specific situations, Gina, which almost every single one of us that's listening right now experiences at some point in their lives, maybe it's not right now, maybe it's been in the past, but that influences your nutrient levels. I want you to think about your nutrients as building blocks 
for optimal bodily or even on a deeper level on a cellular function. So basically yeah. we are as healthy as all of our cells are. Yeah. And these cells require fuel. There's some basic fuel and then there's fuel for them to do their job optimally. You always talk about optimizing your health. So yeah. for example, we'll look at magnesium, one of the core supplements that we talk about in the program. There's lots of research to show that, for example, 50% of people don't eat enough magnesium rich food. Yeah. Yeah. So that's well known. That's been well known for 20 years. And what does that influence long-term on things mm -hmm. like, for example, risk of headaches, constipation, yeah. all the things that magnesium does in the body. So we might be kind of going along, eating what we're trying to eat, maybe trying to eat organic once in a while, trying to eat healthy once in a while. But the reality is, is that we've probably over time lost more magnesium than we've put in our bodies. And so we are kind of under functioning. And then there's people that actually have absolute deficiencies of certain nutrients, you know, vitamin yeah. is a common one, B12 and iron are really common ones. I know you and I have talked about that extensively. Yeah. Uh, if you've ever been in a situation where you've taken certain prescription medications or followed a certain type of diet, like for example, veganism, these additional factors further stress out your nutrient supplies of certain things. Like for example, zinc, choline, iron, these are really things that are hard to get for people that are vegan. And yeah. so if you were vegan ever in the past, you might be deficient in some of those things if you are still are, or if you just haven't put those things back in. And then finally, what about the uh, effects of eating just a period of time when you've had poor diet? I had a patient yesterday. Yeah. She was just like, you know what, throughout all of her, uh, all of her teenage years, she was super skinny and she was like, how do I get back there? But at the time I was eating a terrible diet. Like when you eat a poor diet, you're not going to get all the nutrients. So yeah. in comes this concept of supplementation. And, and I actually like the word because ideally it reminds us semantically what it's supposed to do, Gina, it's supposed to supplement our yeah. diet. If you're taking vitamins to kind of make up for a bad diet, that rarely ever works. But if you're trying to eat a good diet and then you take supplements, you can really take your cellular function on the next level. And there's a great study that I just posted on my Instagram about people taking zinc in the highest levels in their diet and migraines. And those people that were taking the most had the lowest uh, migraine events. Now, okay. it's interesting when they looked at supplementation, Gina, it showed there was no effect. So people that supplemented zinc did not get an effect, but if they supplemented plus eight, a diet rich in zinc, they got the best effects, even better than when they ate the diet. So to me, that was just like aha moment, reinforcing what I've been talking about all the time, what you and I've been talking about. It's yeah. diet plus the supplements that really make it. Yeah. And everything else you're doing in combination, right? Like it's not, that's the thing about this program. If you took any one of these supplements to someone who's just continuing to live their life, how they live it, I don't know that it's going to have the effect, especially weight loss wise, like taking vitamin D is not necessarily going to help the average person lose weight, but in combination with all the other things that they're doing, keeping your vitamin D levels up to where they need to be is going to help your body function at a more optimal level, which is going to address your body's needs, which is going to have your body functioning better, which means your body's going to be doing everything really better. Yeah. Um, how would you know? Okay, so the next question is, so I suggest these supplements because they help with weight loss. If your body's feeling you need to store fat, you know, um, these can be a benefit, especially while following the program and plan. But how would someone know? I get it, we got a lot of questions yesterday. How do I know if I need these things? And I say, read over the list, you know, look at, you know, see if anything kind of resonates, see, see if you think it would be a benefit. For example, omega-3. Like if you're not eating a lot of fish, you're not getting a, you know, um, a, the right amount of healthy fats in your diet, and how would you know? Um, maybe you might want to think about supplementing if you're extra stressed, you know what I mean? If you're concerned about brain health, you might want to consider supplementing like mm -hmm. in a nutshell, how would people know that they need supplements? I mean, yeah, there's, little, there's, there's kind of like three ways we can figure things out. Uh, if we actually know the simplest way is, and again, this applies to some nutrients like vitamin D and iron and B12. You can actually test these nutrients to see, do you have a low level? So have a conversation with your family doctor. If you don't have that great relationship, you can always ask. You have to kind of be prepared to advocate for yourself sometimes. And that might yeah. be, make people feel a little uncomfortable. You yeah. kind of said it earlier. You alluded to it. Medical doctors are not nutrition experts. They are not uh, optimizing. Their, their mentality is, what's the worst case scenario? And what can I do to, to uh, uh, 
basically deal and put a deal with this fire and put it out. Well, put it as out. a naturopathic doctor, I look at, okay, so what's optimal? So I, I'm always kind of like kind of going back and forth with people's medical doctors about like, I, I kind of want to know what your optimal function is going to be. And they're kind of like, well, you don't really need that because you know, it's the bare minimum that we're trying to do. And so it's really a difference in philosophy more so than actually anything to do with science. Yeah. Uh, and so I think one of the simplest ways is you can test something. So get a really comprehensive blood work. And a lot of what I do with my patients, and I have a ton of people that have gone through the program that I see as patients, we do that for them. We do a super comprehensive assessment of their entire metabolism from nutrient deficiencies to their organ systems. And so that's another way that you can do it over and above going to your family doctor. And there's a cost associated with it, but now people are like willing to level up their health. They're like, I'm going to do it. So that's yeah. number, number two, Gina, is symptoms. So for example, if you have common headaches all the time, or if you're constipated all the time, uh, or if you get uh, restless legs, for example, you have really tight muscles. These are all signs and symptoms that mm. could potentially link back to, for example, magnesium deficiency. Yeah. So a lot yeah. of times it's like, you can't test magnesium accurately in blood. It doesn't tell you if your cells have enough, but you can use symptoms to possibly inform you that you need a bit more. So try supplementing with magnesium. It's super safe. If you have any questions, always talk to your naturopathic doctor, talk to your family doctor to make sure it's okay. Make sure always you talk to them. If you have taking medications, is this safe to take together? We're always mm -hmm. making sure that nothing I say is prescriptive. Nothing that Gina says is prescriptive, but you always say, go talk to your doctor, have that yeah. connection. Okay. And if your doctor's not willing or they really don't know anything about it, then talk to a doctor like naturopath that actually does know. Yeah. Um, okay. So sim signs, symptoms, if you're tired all the time, think about iron, think about B12, uh, vitamin D, vitamin D does like all these, uh, all these things, including I feel really tired, including I feel really low and depressed, especially when it's dark outside. So yeah. that's another one we have to keep an eye out. Um, and then kind of the third way is looking at things that you want to improve. Like for example, if I want to improve my skin health or if I want to improve my cardiovascular health, I may not have symptoms, but I can be strategic, Gina. For example, uh, omega-3s and cholesterol or just generally omega-3s and fats. Good fats. Yeah. You talk about good fats. Omega-3s yeah. are a great way to get them. So those are three ways that I think you can kind of directly and indirectly assess, do I need to take some of these supplements? And then I would say finally, and this is kind of, I think what you're talking about is if you're doing a plan, that you are going to be changing your diet. There is sometimes an increased need for extra nutrients to help your job, your body do the job you're asking it to do over and above. It yeah. normally does. IK yeah. detox, AKA yeah. fat mobilization, things that you haven't had to ask your body to do before. I think the supplements you're recommending are just foundational building blocks, especially yeah. in that first uh, recommendation list that you have. Can you say that again? <laughs> because you know i want people to understand that there's so many other supplements out there and especially when it comes to diet fat burners and ketones and you you name it they're yeah. out there um but this again this is just like at the most basic level it, it is it's the foundational nutrients your body needs to function i think one of my philosophies and inherently your philosophy or your whole program is when your body is healthy it's gonna find its optimal weight Yes. So what I focus with my patients is I say, okay, where are your hormones imbalanced? Where are you suffering from symptoms? How can we reduce that? Can we get you sleeping better? Can we correct your digestive function? Because when you have all those other things happening, your body doesn't want to think about weight loss. It's yeah. dealing with pain. It's dealing with yeah. symptoms. So inherently we say it all the time. This is like a healthy body program and weight loss is like a beautiful benefit. But what you just said there, this is what I'm always talking about. The, the, the goal right now in consistently, you know, eating nutrient rich foods and eating dissatisfaction is giving the body everything it needs. So it no longer feels the need to focus on, you know, storing fat, you know what I mean? You can focus on releasing the fat because it's not focused on doing all these other things, you know, at the same time, that's like, that's what it's about. It's just helping your building that strong foundation and helping your body get to that more optimal level. So it can even start thinking about fat loss. Yeah. You just prompted me to remember something like, let's look at this little example. A lot of people struggle with cravings, right? You, any people yeah. in the program, they just started, they're like, you know, I, I can't stop eating sugar or chocolate or like, if your body's low in magnesium, your one of the foods that are higher in magnesium is chocolate. 
And yeah. your body looks at craving things that mm -hmm. it needs. It's very intelligent. Every sign and symptom is like a, it's like a little light on your dashboard of your car. It's telling you something. Now, sometimes it's yellow. Most of the time it's flashing yellow. But when it gets red, that's when people are like, shoot, we got to do something because now I'm in yeah. pain or I'm in discomfort. But most of the time, it's telling you in little shades of yellow. Of like, you know what? Pay yeah. attention to this. Pay attention to this. I've cramped yeah. my period. I can't yeah. tell you how many patients I've seen that have gone through the program that are patients of mine. And they've said, you know what? I took magnesium. Now I'm sleeping deeper. I don't get yeah. cramped anymore. Uh, I'm my stu I've been constipated for years. Now I'm moving. These are all like foundational, fundamental yes. things that your body needs to do, Gina. So if you're Woo! not doing it, how can you expect results from weight loss? Ah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, okay, let's talk about let's talk about these supplements. First on my list is vitamin D. Yeah. Go thoughts on vitamin D. Why do we need it? I mean, I, to me, when, you know, when the days get darker, right, your vitamin D levels drop, your body has that sort of instinctive need to store that extra fat. The studies have shown that in people who have weight loss to lose, their vitamin D levels are significantly lower. lower. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, so many benefits, like just sort of basic benefits of vitamin D. Yeah. I, I mean, I think if you talk, if you do a quick Google search, it's like for bone health, but now what's being added to that list, it's cardiovascular health. It's mm. immune function. We've heard a lot about this through COVID. Uh, but the other ones I really, really like is, is, is all the hormonal effects of vitamin D. Because vitamin D, it's a vitamin, but it's actually really a hormone. And what hormones do is they, they travel almost to every single cell in the body. And there's a vitamin D receptor almost on every single cell in your body. What does that mean? That means that your body needs it. It, it really yeah. likes vitamin D levels. And ultimately, vitamin D is produced by being in the sun. So it is referred to sometimes as the sunshine vitamin. Now, there's a lot of other benefits of being in the sun that's over and above vitamin D. Yeah. However, when you're in the sun, you roughly make for about 20 minutes, about 10,000 IU if you're, if you don't wear sunscreen and you're kind of have 50% of your skin exposed. But if you yeah. live in Canada, like we do, or most of the kind of Northern hemisphere, you're not going to really get that. Even people... You know, I just had a patient today that they're like, I never go out in the sun ever because I have an allergy or I don't like sunscreen or I don't want to get wrinkles, but that's where you get vitamin D. So AKA you need to take some supplements to make up for that, Gina. Now, yeah. um, sometimes people have trouble absorbing vitamin D. And so vitamin D is a fat soluble vitamin. You want to get it in an oil or a drop ideally because you're going to, and you're going to take it with food because you're going to get okay. better absorption. So we'll talk about it for the next kind of uh, three months for the duration of the session about some of these other nuances about getting yeah. the most of your supplements. But vitamin D is so important for every single function in your body, primarily immune system and mood and energy levels and pain. So I think I could probably go on and on about that, but that's probably a pretty good overview of vitamin D. So you mentioned um, there's pills, there's drops, one better than the other. And what about D3? And what about this whole thing with K? Everyone always asks, yeah. should I add K great to my vitamin D? Yeah, great question. Vitamin D, when you get it from the sun, it gets converted to something called vitamin D3. But if you were to consume vitamin D in from certain fungi like mushrooms, you're going to get D2. And that's not a very absorbable form of vitamin D. So okay. that's why you always want to look for D3. And to be honest, most supplements now are D3. The only place you'll see D2 is in fortified foods, which again, you're not going to get very much from it. If you see milk with vitamin D, they actually almost always have it in the D2 form, which is okay. an inferior form. Okay. Uh, and so... I like, because it's vitamin D is fat soluble, I like it in like a fat soluble form. That's not to say you don't get any benefit from the regular kind of powdered vitamin D. Uh, but, you know, it's if you're struggling to get your vitamin Ds up, maybe you should consider taking one that's a little more absorbable. K2 okay. is like the cousin of vitamin D. It's a fat soluble vitamin as well. And it kind of does a synergistic thing with vitamin D because one of vitamin D's main job is to put calcium out of the gut and into the bloodstream so it can be used by bones. We've known that for many, many years. However, K2 helps the calcium go to the right place because once you put it in the bloodstream, the problem is, is, is it just going to stay in the bloodstream and harden your arteries just like, you know, your pipes that get calcified? No, you need vitamin K to put it in the right spot. So it prevents the overcalcification of tissues that, that calcium should not go in. So vitamin K2 has some good synergy there. There's a whole bunch of other benefits, but that's the relationship with vitamin D3. So do they need to add that in along with their D3? 
It's not, I would say it's not like an absolute necessary that you thing that you do, but I do think it would be a good idea, especially you've been on vitamin D for a while and mm -hmm. you know, you've been just taking it straight up. You know, there are other factors like magnesium that I think are more important for vitamin D uh, okay. synergy. There's, it just helps it do its job better and actually become activated. But I think K2 would be a good idea. It's not absolutely essential. So if you have one, use it up, but maybe next time, consider maybe adding a vitamin D that has some K2 in it because there's a lot of combo formulations. So I don't think you'll need to go out and get K2 right now if you don't have it. So it's a matter of optimizing and then also the rabbit hole of how all of this works together. Your vitamin D with your omega-3, with your magnesium, with your calcium, like with your Ks and your the whole alphabet. Yeah. There's a ton <laughs> of synergy. I've just alluded to a number of them already. Uh, <laughs> The key thing, the key balance here is Gina is that, uh, you know, you don't, if, if you're new to supplements, I had a patient yesterday, they were like, I never took supplements before Gina and, uh, and now I'm taking her basics and they're maybe comfortable with that. And then maybe the secondary supplements are things that, you know, you may need to talk to a naturopathic doctor about, cause you know, you're, you're pretty new to this. And that's like a reasonable plan to do. If you have any questions, always get some clarification. Um, I'd rather you take things consistently but a few things then try to do more, but be inconsistent with them. Cause there's just a really it's a human factor too. When you have these five things sitting in front of you, are you able to take them all? If so, check. Great. But if not, I'd rather you stick to the ones you're able to take, but take them properly. Yeah. Good point. Okay. Uh, what's popping into my head right now. And again, this is not a supplement program. You don't need to take supplements. I would never want, you know, I know finances are an issue for some people. Some people just aren't into them. Somebody who does the program with the supplements, someone who does it without thoughts. Well, you know what? We really don't know. You can have success with both ways, obviously. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think that's the key thing that we're going to say. I think yeah. it's important over and above the actual physiological effect that we just talked about. There's some research showing, and I'm particularly thinking of a book that was uh, written about, um, I forget the name of it. So uh, I'm just going to just basically, the example that I'm thinking about is that when a person was really trying to change their, uh, their risk for cancer and do some really strong things, they yeah. kind of they kind of researched all the things that a person could do, and they found one of the factors was the people that changed their diet, but also supplemented. And there is a psychology about I'm going to do everything possible, Gina, to improve mm. my health. And yeah. supplements have the effect physiologically, but there's also the effect of I'm doing this that's going to be helpful for me, and I'm complying with the program. And so there is. You know, I really talk about this all the time with your patients and your members, I should say. Gina's plan is a mindfulness-based weight loss plan. It makes people think about their diet. It's not oh, sitting there nice. meditating, even though that would be a good addition. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about that in the future. I have some thoughts that I want to share with you yeah. at that point. Yeah, I'm really excited <laughs> about that. Every day, <laughs> uh, you probably would get sick of me if you did that. But anyway, I think that you know, I, I think it's like one of your one of the metrics that I judge of people being like, "Are you all in or not?" Because mm -hmm. if you're like second guessing the supplements, what else are you second guessing about the program? So, anyways, I know we went a little deeper there, but that's um, just the observations I'm looking at some of the people in the program. You know, I want to be real. Some people are hesitant. I want to yeah. have that conversation. I know a lot of things has a lot of things have changed in terms of supplements, the science behind it, and whatnot. And you know, I want to just honor, respect every single person going through this program, what they believe, what they don't believe. You know, I do have to. I do recognize, though, in order to make change, you have to sometimes change some of those beliefs, right? Yeah, you got to change exactly. the things that you're doing, especially when you're in the pursuit of change. And I think, like to me, we're carving out this period of time to to specifically focus on this thing. And you want to maximize your efforts. You want to, if this is the time you want to do all the things to achieve the results that you want to achieve, you know, or be okay with the fact that maybe it's going to take you a little bit longer, you know, like, I, you know, I, I don't, would you say supplements speed up the process? Would that be a proper term? Uh, I, I can't honestly say that. I don't, I don't have any evidence to show that, but I do think that it, I, the pattern that I would observe with the people that have gone through the program is the people that are all in on every aspect, moving their bodies and eating all these additional things over and above the yeah. core things. I think that does have a positive additive effect, I would say, but yeah. that's just my like observation. I can't hang my hat on some research. Maybe there is some research. I just haven't looked at it. 
Well, we'll just have to start doing the research. I mean, we do have people doing research on the program. Yeah, so. I know. I, I've heard, and that's exciting. Yeah, so exciting. We actually got into the obesity conference in Whistler in April, which is so we got so much. I got so much to talk to you about. We'll talk. Um, Let's talk about omega threes. I have a pill base. I have liquid base. What before we move forward? What's your thoughts on gummies and chewables? Oh, yeah. I know what they are. I know what they are, but I need to say it. Okay, I'm going to say this. A lot of times. Um, it's kind of like having your cake and eating it too, using an example. Like if you want to, if you want to take a supplement and you got to take it in a gummy, cause you know, there is issues with swallowing capsules. Fine. There are some practical issues. Like I know a lot of uh, people use it as uh, as something that's friendly for their kids. My yeah. kids don't take any gummies, but they've taken in the past. We've tried them, but it's one of those things of you're really going to limit yourself with some of the medicinal effect. So it's probably going to wow. be like, cool. It tastes good, but there's a lot of sugar that's coming in with it. And you're mm. getting a low level of something that you actually want to get a much higher level of already. Most vitamin D and omega threes, the dosage can be quite low on some of these things. And in fact, you might need a lot more. And that's a conversation you got to have with your naturopathic doctor to see, do I need yeah. more of these things to get the effect I'm trying to do? I hear it and see it all the time. I have inflammation, Dr. Paul. So I'm taking an omega three but basic omega-3 dose, most of the research that you'll see on the one that you lifted up, that's for cardiovascular prevention. So just general overall health. But if I'm going to start lowering inflammation, I got to get a higher dose of that. And so that's mm. where I got to have that conversation. So if you're one of those people that's wondering, do I, am I getting the benefit of these things or do I have something specific I need to get more out of my omega-3s? The higher dose makes a bigger difference. And, I, and unfortunately, I can't give you all those doses you know, occupation relationship, all that kind of regulatory stuff. But overall, omega-3 at the most basic function, it's a good fat that gets incorporated into your cellular membrane. And then that's where all the action happens. That's where the signaling happens, Gina. That's where inflammation is quenched and resolved. And omega-3s help you resolve inflammation. That's one of the fundamental things that omega-3s do. And inflammation is at the root of obesity. It's at the root of cardiovascular disease, depression. The list goes on and on and on. So overall, omega-3s, very, very helpful. Yeah, and we could go down the rabbit hole of that conversation of inflammation, which we're going to do next time you come on. We're going to talk about inflammation because a lot of people are going to talk about it. But again, before we get into that conversation, let's work the basics, right? Like let's follow that food plan. Let's be consistent. Let's get the water in. Let's start with some foundational nutrients and supplements here, right? And then we'll have that conversation when you're doing all of those things, which are going to make a difference when it comes to your inflammation. We're going to have that conversation because I know so many people struggle with that. Um, So back to those gummies again, better to take better than nothing. Um. I, I suppose I'll say it's better than nothing. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's something and it'd rather than doing nothing. Um, but it's kind of like to me in my mind, if there is, if it's the really sugary ones, is it one step forward and one step back? I know that yeah. we talk a lot about, you know, avoiding those sugars. We're saying, you yeah. know, artificial sweeteners, avoid those, uh, avoid uh, any processed foods. Is that processed? Well, that's an example of a very processed supplement. And so that kind of flies in the face of what I think the yes. plan is trying to do. So if you're yeah. like, I cannot swallow capsules, I have a phobia, uh, you know, then maybe look at a liquid version. There's a lot of liquid yes. versions. There are yeah. chewables that are have good doses, but what I'm, what I'm talking about is gummies. Gummies, I've been in the supplement industry. I know for yeah. over almost a decade, you can load up only a maximum amount and it's quite small of a particular substance in a gummy. Yeah. You, yeah. In, a, in a capsule or a powder or a liquid, you have way more ability to get the therapeutic dose. So I'm a big advocate of taking something at the right dose or don't take it at all. What about, I know I'm totally going off, apple cider vinegar gummies, same, same, right? Because I the reason why I'm talking about this because people are so insistent on their gummies. I feel the same way as you do. My kids are not allowed to take gummies. In fact, I'm like, just take it, swallow it, do it. But then some people are like, I really can't, you know, and apple cider gummies, like, like. I've seen them around, you know, to be perfectly honest, I haven't actually tried them. So I don't know. I don't, I haven't really looked at the label. I, because I guess I'm just maybe a bit more dismissive of a gummy. But, in theory, though, did they even? Yeah, well, yeah I, don't, I don't know. It, so I'll say this: I, like you need to taste. There is research showing you need to taste the bitter and the sour yes. to get the beneficial effect. If you sugarcoat it, literally, 
and get it down, I think you lose a lot of the benefits because the effect that the bitters and, and apple cider vinegar do partly is actually physiological when it contacts stomach. But the other part is it, the taste sends a signal through your cranial yeah. nerve, your brain yeah. to go to your stomach to say, Hey, produce more digestive juices so you can break yes. it down. If you don't taste it, you get half the benefit. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Just had to get that out of the way. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, so omega-3, um, you did touch on benefits in higher dose. So re- let's talk about recommended dose. Recommended dose is like minimal, right? It's like the minimal recommended. How do you know if you need more? I mean, obviously the answer is go, you know, go to your naturopathic doctor who knows your history. Talk to them about what you're looking yes. and taking for all those things. But the average person, is it going to, like, I'm, I'm being extra stressed. I, you know, I have issues. I'm going to bump up this up a little bit more same thing with vitamin d like i know i don't absorb it so i'm sometimes i just take the whole dropper and i'm like ah. you know <laughs> it's not very scientific um but that you kind of do have to adjust supplements sort of based on your own individual need yeah you do have to do that um but i will say that it's best done in context of getting some professional help if you're actually yeah. going to go above because there are some examples of certain things that you could overdose and you might be on a particular medication or, yeah. you know, vitamin D or, or it, it might have another nutrient in it that because it's a combo and you don't want that much of the other nutrients, you know, so there's yeah. a number of factors you have to consider. But okay. generally speaking, what, you know, and I've, I've looked at all the supplements that are in the kind of like basic supplement plan. These are all supplements that generally are extremely well tolerated. They have an incredible safety profile. Uh, and you know, the research shows they're, they're just really very, very safe. And so if a person does on their own volition do increase the dose, which again, like I said, it'd be ideal if you knew exactly if you needed more like vitamin D, for example, then you could be really strategic. So as a naturopathic doctor, I have the license to be able to tell somebody take a higher dose. Yeah. Um, but for a nutritionist, you know, they, it's not really part of their kind of, um, their, their scope. And for a person, you know, you can obviously do whatever you want, right? So the recommended dose is Health Canada, at least in Canada and the US, the FDA, you know, doesn't even have any dosage recommendations. And usually it's like the company. So you're kind of trusting the company. And then usually the higher quality companies, the more professional companies, they are a lot more stringent because they're really trying to adhere to the research and the uh, recommendations by Health Canada. They're stringent about having the dose at least be therapeutic. So yes. in Canada, if you follow the dose, it's therapeutic for something. And maybe not something that you want, like for example, omega-3s and just general cardiovascular protection. The lowest yeah. dose does have that. You, yeah. So at least in Canada, follow the recommended dose. You're going to get some benefit on some indication. 
Yeah. And that's, again, like you said, like, you know, someone goes to see you, you can advise and recommend a dose. I can't, my team can't. People keep asking us over and over, when should I take and what dose can I take? And, and this is where we are limited. What I'm, what I'm letting people know is these are beneficial, especially when focusing on fat loss and doing the program. These are foundational things. These are like just covering the basis by taking these and following recommended amounts. So to your point, if you have something like um, inflammation in your body, this is may maybe where you want to dive into that. Talk to someone like yourself about the benefits of, or what can I do? What supplements yeah. are out there to help me with the inflammation that I'm dealing with, right? So these, these really are foundational, foundational, cover the basis, follow the recommended dose, follow what is suggested on the product. Um, so I'm glad that you brought that up. Yep. Okay. Um, which is a benefit again, like you're just trying to get your body working at a more optimal level. So we're talking, yeah. most people are here because they, they need to lose weight. And a conversation that we don't have is all the detrimental side effects of your body storing excess fat. It's just not healthy for your body to carry excess fat. So we are kind it's of assuming so that it literally is an inflammatory organ, right? In your yeah. body. And so, yes, there is a lot of research, unfortunately, for people that are overweight, that they are more predisposed to deficiencies. Vitamin D is yeah. the most common one. Remember, yeah. fat tissue is an active metabolic tissue. And so there are certain things that are stored in fat. There are certain things that um, when you have that extra weight, you're going to need more of, like, yeah. for example, good fats to counterbalance that inflammation. So yeah. omega-3s are very valuable for everybody uh, that's on the program. And, and like you said, they're safe, but there are some people that need more. The other big thing is body mass. So a lot of the doses yeah. are based on, even research is based on average. So there's small people, medium-sized people, larger people. And if you're a bigger person, you know, I'm six, four and you know, over 200 pounds, I need more than somebody yes. that is 120, right. And yeah. five, two. And, and so a lot of times that nuance is lost on people. That's, that's the essence of personalized medicine, but you kind of have to keep in mind that, but if you are really having trouble with it, go get yourself tested and go and get some personalized information. But the last thing I'll say is that I think the primary foundational supplements, you've kind of made some suggestions here on, they are the most common useful supplements that a person that is embarking on a new change in their health could benefit from in a multitude of ways that are very safe. Those three things. Okay. And that right there is why I love you. You say all the right things. It's like you're speaking my language. <laughs> well, I'll be honest with you, Gina. And this is for everybody. Gina and I don't get on the phone before this and say, Gina doesn't say, Dr. Paul, I want to make sure you tell me all these people the same thing. No, this is what I believe and what I see with my patients. Anyone that knows my story that I've told before, people mm -hmm. in my family did Gina's program. They had a great, they had great benefit. I audited the program myself without Gina knowing. And I'm like, this is exactly what I'm teaching my patients, except it's done way better. And, and Gina gets on live and has this like uh, incredible accountability component that I can provide. Why don't you guys go just do Gina's program? And that's how we ended up. So it, it really is genuinely authentic. Now, I know there's people out there that are saying, oh, but Dr. Paul, I did Gina's program and, you know, I didn't lose anything. And, and you know, I'm sure you hear those people all the time. Yeah. There's a multitude of reasons why, and hopefully yeah. throughout the program, as you're continuing to journey through this, there are going to be aha moments. You're going to realize how do I unlock that next plateau? And we're going to talk, yeah. I think about that in future sessions. Yeah. We're going to do everything we can to make sure that people are as successful as possible, including having conversations like this. Like I've learned so much from you. What I love about you is that you have a different perspective on why doing this works or why doing that works. So why this is important. That's important where I have a completely, it's like, we're speaking the same language, but it different, different languages is, and that's what I love about you, that different perspective. And we, we're not also afraid to break it down and have real conversations. So I am not afraid to be wrong. I'm not afraid to learn more. I'm, I don't know it all far from it, you know? So, um, okay. So let's talk about magnesium. I know you're a massive fan of this. So okay. I've always suggested the calm because the calm is easily absorbed by most people. It supports the detox process, the body releasing fat. It can help with sleep. It can help with bowel movements. It can help with a lot of things, but I do also 
well, I want to touch on this slightly. And then I want to talk about different forms because in my right. conversations with you, I've come to realize that this might not be the most ideal product for a lot of people. They might want to go with a bisglycinate or is that the way you say that? Bisglycinate. Yeah, you did great. Um, yeah. Or, you know, uh, there, there, there's a variety of different types of magnesiums yeah. designed for a variety of different things. Um, yeah. And so what, let's talk about magnesium and what people would yeah. benefit. First on it, just on a basic level, magnesium yeah. in general, and then, you know, get into finding the right supplement for you. Yes, I, I like you said, um, I'm well known uh, in the online world among my patients as you know being you know a big magnesium proponent. There's a lot of reasons for this. Number one, it's like the mineral that was tailor made for our 21st century because it mm. helps with so many things that uh, that help us deal with stress, help us deal yeah. with kind of the effects of our current high pace lifestyle. And the reality, Gina, is, is that the research even flushes this out is that a lot of people just don't get enough magnesium. There's not a lot of foods anymore that are really rich in magnesium. You just really yeah. find magnesium in plant, uh, green, leafy green, plant-based foods. Yeah. Uh, and even then, like even things like pumpkin seeds, now they're becoming, you know, a more commodity product. Almonds are more of a commodity product. And so as soon as that happens, Gina, you're going to have decreased levels of nutrients because the trade-off on the big agro uh, world is that you want to have very fast growth, but yeah. you don't necessarily want to have the nutrient richness. And magnesium, back from my horticulture days that I put myself through school by working in landscaping and horticulture, magnesium was one of the key aspects of fertilizer. So it's up, down, all around. Those are the three numbers on the front of your uh, fertilizer. And magnesium is the last one, and that is the all-around. Magnesium helps the cells of the plants function better and stronger. And that actually has some good analogy to humans. So magnesium is required to counterbalance the effects of tightness and strength because it relaxes and dilates. So that's good for blood flow. That's good for headaches. That's good for tight muscles. And the research goes on and on and on. I even have neurologists now, Gina, because I work a lot with chronic pain. They're recommending magnesium because the research has gotten to the point that even it's trickled down to the specialist world saying magnesium can help with certain things like headaches. This is evidence-based. This is not a recommendation I'm making on a whim. And so yeah, of course. bringing it full circle is that we have an increased need for this really essential mineral because we're not getting enough of it. So many things deplete it like acid blocking medication, yes, which so many people are on or they've yes. been on in the past that has an actual black box warning saying it will deplete magnesium. And so we need more of it. And then now you don't get through diet. So their supplementation really is a, a shining uh, kind of shining help. There's a number of ways you can get magnesium. First of all, the thing I will say is that there is one form of magnesium that I think is the least beneficial. It's not no benefit, but the least beneficial and that's magnesium oxide. Magnesium yeah. oxide is kind of like the run of the mill, cheapest of the cheap magnesiums used in, as a lot of fillers and a lot of products. Uh, but the trade-off is you get a huge dose. So if you are extremely deficient in magnesium, it actually really doesn't matter what magnesium form you take, you're still going to get benefit. But for most people in the program, their magnesium isn't at extremely deficient levels. It's at suboptimal levels. So therefore you need a better form. So you mentioned magnesium glycinate or bisglycinate, which just basically means two glycine molecules. Yeah. The magcom, uh, I've just observed with your patients is that a lot of people will say that it helps move their stools and they get a deep sleep. And that's because they get a big shot of magnesium right before they go to bed. So they take a big scoop, it fizzes up. And the idea behind that magcom is that it turns into what's called ionic magnesium. So even though on the side it says magnesium carbonate or magnesium citrate, that yeah. reaction, at least that's what the company claims, is that it now dissociates into water. Magnesium, if it's in a pill or a powder, it cannot be straight magnesium. You can't just have magnesium mineral period. It's always mm. combined with something. And that's where the glycinate comes in. The ah. advantage of the glycinate and other forms like the combination of magnesium, like magnesium citrate, is that you might get the benefit of the other thing it's attached to. So glycine is a really, really calming amino acid. So that's why okay. a lot of people will like that. So I like magnesium a couple times during the day. So if you like that magcom at night, I have a lot of patients now that are like, I'm going to pick up some glycine. I'm going to take some in the morning. I'm going to still do my Magcom little hot drink at night. And so you kind of can yeah. do both, right? Love so it. 
this is an example of there's lots of different forms and you can kind of nuance and personalize it to your lifestyle. What are you going to be able to stick to? And that's the fundamental yes. question. Love. Um, I do want to talk. So first of all, just because it does help us sleep, you can take it during the day. It's not going to make you sleepy and it's tired. Not and not, it's, you're not going to become dependent. If you are using this as a benefit, because it does help with bowel movements, that you're not going to become dependent on this. No. Yeah. I talk about that all the time because a lot of people are, uh, actually have that kind of preconceived notion. They're like, hold on, I can take magnesium at other points in the day. No, it's not a sedative. There's nothing about it. But if your body's getting ready to sleep, you will have a better sleep because it's going to have that magnesium floating around the bloodstream to calm those nerves, to calm the, mag the muscles, which often are very tense. And therefore, people will report that they get a better and deeper sleep. That's yeah. something I hear over and over. But if you got it during the day, it's not like it's going to put you to sleep and it's not addictive in any way, shape or form. Because remember, minerals and vitamins, the body needs. That's why it's yes. called a vitamin. In order to be classified yes. a vitamin, your body absolutely needs it. It is essential. And yes. so either it makes it or you have to get it through food. Magnesium is one of those things that is essential. You can't make magnesium. You've got to get it through your diet or through supplements. Love it. Um, probiotic, prebiotic. Take them oh, together yeah. and separately. Another one, another, who can take, who shouldn't take, benefits. Okay. So bear with me on this one because this one I'm is the a queen of the problem. loaded question. I'm the queen of the loaded question. You, well, you're, you're the queen of the big questions. And then I feel like I'm just like rambling. So uh, feel free to break me up if you want. No, man, you know, uh, I love it. I love it. So Go. Very simply broken down probiotics, tremendous amount of research on the benefit for various different things. A lot of it's on gut health. There's lots of different strains. What you're holding there in your hand, that's a multi-strain probiotic. What that means yeah. is that there's multiple strains that have been kind of added together. That doesn't mean that they've all been studied together in that particular product, but okay. individually they have been studied. Now, okay. what's really the, the big thing now, Gina, is that we're looking at what strain does what. So if you're looking yeah. at something like eczema, eczema has, um, you know, as there's particular strains like the one I believe that's in culturel has been studied for eczema. There's some studied for allergies. There's some studied for depression and mood. So there's now we're getting strain specific, but what you have there is a general multi-strain formulation. So it's not going to be specific for any one thing. It's going to be a, just a general benefit for your gut. So a lot of patients will say, you know, I'm, I'm less bloated. I, I feel like my bowel movements are a little bit better. That's because your microbiome is the key linchpin for regulating inflammation and regulating your bowel movements. There's more bacteria. There's 10 times more bacteria in your gut than there are cells in your body. Let that sink in for a second. We are more bacteria than we are human cell, if you think about yeah. it. So we really need to make sure that we are going to have a healthy microbiome. And so probiotics help that. But probiotics are the same as grass seed for a lawn. They're not actually going to fertilize your lawn. So if you have a microbiome that is good that's balanced ideally if i want to like make my lawn nicer and there's no like kind of patchy holes on it then i'm just going to throw maybe a little bit of probiotic on it grass seed but i also want to do some fertilizer and that's where that prebiotic comes in so grass seed probiotic prebiotic pre meaning before the biotic meaning it will help promote the growth of it that is the fertilizer so actually there's a synergy between the two. Now you don't have to take them together. A lot of people are like, do I have to take them in the same? No, inside each probiotic capsule, there usually is a little bit of fertilizer. You'll see it yes. on the label as FOS. And okay. this is the thing that keeps the bacteria alive while it's sitting in the capsule for all of its shelf space and shelf time. And it will also feed it when it goes down in your gut. Now, there are some exceptions to this where people might take it, like for example, people with IBS and they don't get any benefit. In fact, they feel a lot worse. So probiotics and prebiotics, if they make you feel worse, it's a sign that maybe your gut microbiome isn't balanced. And that's a good sign that you might need to go work with somebody to help rebalance that. Okay. And so that's uh, a one possibility for people that might not get the desired effect. But generally speaking, people will either get no effect or they'll be like, you know what, my tummy's better. How, so what the time frame on like, how long you keep taking it before you think, okay, maybe I shouldn't be taking this. 
you know, generally for probiotics, if you have something maybe gut related that you want to see the benefit, I always say about three months for most supplements and probiotics would fit in that. A lot of research is around three months on the label. And at least in Canada, it'll say take for three months because that's what the research shows. If it's shorter, it'll show shorter. But you know, it's funny. I, I, I think from probiotics, there sometimes needs to be a longer impact because it's the signal, repeated signal that, that gives the signal to the microbiome to change. That's what probiotics yeah. do. They are signals. It's not like they're going to necessarily make a part of your microbiome regrow. It doesn't always work that way. It's more of like it's a constant signal. And maybe over three months, your uh, skin might clear up and it, it might lower inflammation uh, allergically. Uh, and so that is something that I, I kind of a timeline I recommend. But if you have a negative effect, it'll happen pretty quick. Okay. Um, who would, so just a quick recap, who would benefit from a probiotic? Well, based on an earlier conversation, anybody that's doing your program, I think would benefit from kind of taking a probiotic in general yep. uh, and especially okay. beneficial for people that have IBS or any gut issues, constipation, uh, food sensitivities, allergies. These are things that all related to immune function and most of your immune functions in the gut, uh, frequent infections, things like that. Uh, if person you've been on antibiotics in the past, if you feel mm-hmm. like um, you are going to kind of getting like changes in bowel habits. These are all good examples specifically for probiotics. And if you don't have those, I still think it's worth uh, trying to see if you're going to get kind of the generic benefit from it, because okay. there are a lot of things that like things like omega threes and probiotics do that are kind of in behind the scenes that, you know, that do to regulate, for example, inflammation. And that is generally helpful for any kind of health program. And prebiotic, who would benefit from that? Same thing applies to prebiotic, Gina. So okay. I would say, yeah. And, and in fact, I would say there's a, a couple added benefits to prebiotics because they're often fibers. So you'll notice that it's like inulin or you'll notice like it's guar gum. Um, there's two types of fibers. There's insoluble, which is like, you know, the strands in celery. This is the stuff that does not get digested, but it gives you bulk. It's like yep. the husk of psyllium. It's the outside of a flax seed. This is going to kind of like give your stools, scrape the kind of, toxins and, and waste out a bit more. This is super important, but your but prebiotics are actually soluble fiber. And this is what bacteria will ferment as fuel. So it actually feeds the good guys. So it's the fertilizer. So those are, I want to make sure people understand fiber is the big overarching category. It gets broken down into soluble and insoluble. And part of soluble is prebiotic. Okay. Okay. So that's how it's yeah. kind of broken down. And you don't need to take a probiotic with a prebiotic. If you have no gut issues, you could actually go straight to a uh, prebiotic because now you're just going to be fertilizing the good bacteria that you have there mm. and improving the production of these beneficial things. So you can do one or the other, but you could do both together. You don't have to do the same time. And finally, there are certain conditions like, for example, constipation, that something like fiber, and both soluble and soluble will, will help out with. Uh, and something like cholesterol and blood sugar, because what they do is it regulates that kind of craving, wanting more food and regulates blood sugar absorption. So that's the benefit that prebiotics mm. have over top yes. of probiotics. Woo, okay, good. Uh, beneficial. What do they, if someone took a, takes a pill that's got both in it, is that is that going to help? Like this has got some pro and pre in it. Like is that, or do you suggest two separate ones? Um, either, or I, I know that product is a common one that a lot of people will come in with that have our members of the program. Uh, they, I think that, that that's probably more of a marketing thing that they put it together and it, it, it makes some sense. Gina, is it necessary? No, I don't think so. But you know, if it's like inconvenient for you to take, sure, take it. But the only thing I will say is that the probiotics if they're not in a capsule, you kind of want to keep them in the fridge unless it specifically and explicitly states shelf or temperature stable, because a lot of probiotics need to be refrigerated because it's a live bacteria. That's why, you know, yogurt um, needs to be refrigerated because that's one of the things you're going to lose some of the effects. So the most of the strains that are picked for those particular powdered products will be shelf and temperature stable. So you don't have to actually refrigerate it. But generally speaking, you should put it in the fridge. Amazing. I am watching the clock. I know I don't have a lot of time left, but I want to squeak in digestive bitters. Yes. This is my like new favorite thing. I yeah, love- I was actually gonna say it's also one of my I'm gonna say new, but it's one of my favorite things because I'm a big fan. So 
I'm Eastern European. If you look at most cultures, there's always been some sort of, you know, uh, at Christmas, your grandfather pulls out the, you know, bottle of moonshine slash secret recipe. And every single culture, there's a bitter formulation. You know, Italians have Amaro, mm-hmm. you know, there's all these different things. A lot of the principles of those types of liqueurs are herbal based. So when you're holding Canadian bitters, they're containing a lot of those herbs that have been traditionally used in naturopathic medicine for digestive function. And there's various different benefits for others, uh, for each one, but some of them help improve fat digestion. Some of them help improve stomach acid production. Some of them help improve liver function. So what what I love about the bitters formula is that it's a combination of herbs that helps your body do what it normally should do, but it's maybe forgotten. It's like a kick in the right direction to mm-hmm. help promote digestive function. So ideally it can, is taken before foods to help stimulate digestive juices, but yeah. it can also be taken after because a lot of these digestive are taken after, but for the intents of, I think the program, apple cider vinegar and bitter should be taken before. Uh, and actually there's two different mechanisms of action between apple cider vinegar and bitters. Um, there's a lot of research showing that sour vinegar consumption decreases blood sugar spikes. Mm. And if you have a salad before your, let's say meal, then you, with a bit, let's say a vinaigrette, there's research showing that you have much lower blood sugar peaks than if you have the salad at the end of the meal. So mm. that the, the AKA vinegar at the beginning is helpful. Now bitters have a similar effect because there's a little bit of alcohol that's extracted that bitterness out of those herbs and that yeah. bitter principles triggers the stomach and the pancreas to say, Hey, let's produce more digestive enzymes and stomach acid so you can break your food down better. So you're less bloated. So you're able to be controlling your cravings a bit more. There's a lot of these beneficial effects. Yeah. So who would benefit from this specifically? I'm going to say Anybody with digestive issues, absolutely. But also, you know, I think it's a good practice for anyone that's trying to go through the program and really wants to kind of like optimize their digestive metabolism and function. Give it a try. Do it. Um, You know, do it for a month or two. uh, And then maybe after that, uh, you know, a, 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 a strategy that's often kind of used is like use it before your bigger meals. So for example, if you're going to have a lighter meal, that's not as heavy in uh, protein and fat. Um, then maybe you need, don't need to take the bitters, but it really shines when you have a heavier meal, uh, like a typical dinner uh, or maybe a lunch, you have a little bit of the bitters and that helps promote the digestive juice. So really anybody, Gina, can benefit. What about people missing their gallbladder? Because we have a lot of people in the program missing their gallbladder. I can hear them a- answering questions and digestive <laughs> enzymes, digestive bitters, opposite. like what? I know this is a loaded question with like two minutes left to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I can stay a couple minutes over if you need to, but um, the bitters it, uh, do have some principles that help the gallbladder do its job better. But again, oh. if you're missing a gallbladder, you're just basically going to be dumping that bile drip, drip, drip right into the small intestine. And so you might experience trouble with breaking down fat. Mm. Um, bitters might offset some of that because it helps produce lipase, which is a pancreatic enzyme, which breaks down fats. So mm. it kind of, um, it's a bit of trial and error to see how you do with it. But generally speaking, it's well tolerated in my experience and it should be helpful for you uh, in, in the long run. But of course, there are some people that feel amazing after getting the gallbladder out. There's some people that some foods bother them and there's some people that feel actually worse after getting the gallbladder out. And so those are all nuanced situations of like, you want to kind of try some of these things and they may or may not work for you. And that's where you might need some specific effect. If you fall in that category where you're still having issues with your gallbladder. Okay. I thought the last one I want to talk about is collagen, um, but I'm going to give you the option. Is there something else you would want to, would suggest that would be more beneficial that maybe is not on my list and knowing the program that you would want to talk about, or you just want to talk about collagen? I, 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 you know what, I'm going to talk about collagen because I'm going to say it's the one thing that almost every single one of your members follows and does. And the main reason, and, and it's pretty, you know, it's a bit superficial is that it's, it helps with skin. It helps with wrinkles, right? Yes, yes. So, um, right. I, I, I think I'd like to address it because it's, it's just something that so many people are interested in, you know, 
Yeah. Uh, it's so funny. You know, when we think about our internal health, sometimes we're like, oh, do I really need to do that? But when we think about if my hair is falling out, if my skin's not the way I want it, if my nails are cracking, everyone starts freaking out. So <laughs> collagen is like the building block. I know, Gina, you look great. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All that collagen. But there's research showing that it helps with skin elasticity, decreasing wrinkles, um, especially the marine collagen. A lot of that is associated with skin and dermal function. There are actually different types of collagen. There's type one, two, three, and four, and they all have different benefits on different tissues. So for example, people who are recovering from a surgery, I might recommend one that is specific for your connective tissue. Uh, mm -hmm. People that have joint pain, I'll recommend a specific form that's been studied for joint pain. So generally collagen is good for aesthetics. Uh, and that's, that's most of the research, but it's also like taking like a very like targeted protein because collagen is a protein, you know, chain. So it's kind of like going to be helpful for that. And it's easy to mix into your, at least some of the powders mix into your coffee in the morning. You can throw some MCT oil in there. You could even throw a prebiotic. There's a, there's a great soluble prebiotic that I use, um, that mixes totally clear that also can be added in. So there's like a good morning elixir. And then you have your evening little magnesium power drink before you go to bed and uh and you're good to go um liquid powder one better than the other i mean uh, these are two of my faves the, the deep marine they're yeah. both marine based deep marine and within s it's just because i'm familiar with these but um liquid uh pills i mean pills i would imagine you have to take a lot of them um any downside any any preference well, it's, it's it's about preference uh i would say like sometimes the liquids are flavored with stuff it's like you know, orange for example i just saw one at costco and so some people might be like i don't love that sometimes uh so powders are just a little bit more benign uh again mix is pretty clear but you know some people just really find the convenience of a capsule easy so they yeah. might have to take three a day so yeah, yeah. Any one of them is okay as long as you're taking the evidence-based dose. And usually that's one that's recommended. And capsules, you will have to take more, Gina. Anyone has to be, who has to be mindful about taking collagen? Uh, you mean like in terms of safety? Yeah. Um, there's really no side effect that I, that I know of collagen. It's, it's like eating, you know, a very targeted steak for your skin. <laughs> it's kind of like right. that type of approach. Uh, but overall, extremely well tolerated, uh, unless you have like an allergic reaction to, let's say, the fish that would be in it. So obviously, yes. That, yeah. You know. And again, all of these, pro all of these products, there is different um, ranges of quality, I would imagine. There is. Uh, there, there absolutely is. I'll give you a quick last example here. I have lots of patients take the omega-3s and I have some patients that will say, you know what? I get burps. I get fishy burps when I take this brand. And it was like a good brand. Uh, that you found a health store. So I said, listen, you know what? I really think you need omega-3s, but let's just switch this brand up. And they started taking another one and they didn't get any of those fishy burps. So it was a good reminder to me that sometimes it might be the type that you're taking that is causing those effects. Also putting it in the fridge or the freezer does help reduce some of those like fishy burp backs. But overall, um, you know, the higher quality, you kind of get what you pay for it when it comes yeah. to supplements. Uh, but of course you have to be conscious of money and there are some exceptions. Like, you know, I think generally a lot of people get stuff from Costco and places like that. And so if you're looking for just general health, they do a pretty good job at that. Uh, yeah. but if you're looking for something more specific that you really have this condition that you want to address, maybe get the higher quality turmeric or curcumin that is maybe 50 or $60, but you're probably going to get way better results on your joint pain. We'll talk about curcumin right. next time. If you don't know what that is. We will. And then there's that other tier, which would be professional line that you're dealing with. Right. So there's that yeah. kind of general line, that higher level, and then, you know, that that's that really kind of niche like professional line. They're like very condition specific often, you know, it'll yeah. be like if I'm dealing with somebody with PCOS, I'll, I'll give somebody a formulation that was like developed by other clinicians for that. Um, but you know, a lot of times I use 20% of the, any supplement can help 80% of things. So oh, wow. what does that mean? Foundations, AKA what we just talked about, if yeah. you take them correctly, it will help most things, Gina. Because okay. ultimately, if you help your cells function better, physiology and pathology will get better. It'll normalize. So yeah. if you're looking for the, um, the Garcinia or the red raspberry ketones, if you're, if you're on that train, then you are going to really, unfortunately, set yourself up for disappointment. You mm. really need to be on 
the what are the foundations my body needs to do and then i look at how am i eating how am i sleeping how am i thinking how am i moving if you're going to start looking at those major big stones that's where you're really going to get the effect and that's really i think what the program does for a lot of people Mm, I love it. Okay. So we're going to have you back. Um, inflammation, um, gut issues, um, food sensitivities, hormones, yep. uh, any other ones that you'd like to talk about? Yeah, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about obstacles to why you're not losing weight. We're going to talk okay. to, you know, that'll be on the supplement world, the dietary world, the mindset world. We're going to talk about yep. uh, things like fatigue. Uh, we're yes. going to talk about things like uh, things that uh, you're struggling with. Uh, as obstacles. So, I mean, throwing those questions while Gina and her team will go through all them. Again, I can't give you specific recommendations. Everything I talked about today is for yeah. educational reasons. Yeah. Always, always, always go talk to your doctor. Gina and I are here to teach you. Doctor, yes. teacher, we are here to teach you. And um, after that, you know, helping you to kind of level up uh, and, and just be the best version of yourself. Yeah. And empowering people to be advocates for their own health and wellness. I just, oh, I couldn't love it anymore. I know people are going to ask where to find you. Um, I saw that Drew just added your Instagram account. Um, what Dr. What, Drew, what was it? Thank yeah. you. My website, exactly. There it is uh, on the screen. Uh, and you know, um, I, I always say this. A lot of people are like, okay, you know what? I want to go work with Dr. Paul. I want to work with you if you're serious about your health. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, if you're looking for, you know, just kind of like half in half out, that often doesn't work out. So we're really looking to work with people that are serious about leveling up, um, yeah. really taking the, the next step in personalized medicine. Uh, and if that's the case, call the clinic, we can figure out something out for you. Uh, and we'd love to we'd love to work with those people. Again, Dr. Paul, D-R-P-A-U-L-H-R-K-A-L. ND for those listening by way of podcast. Thank you so much. I'm already, I already already, and I'm so excited already for our next conversation. Dr. Paul, everyone, thanks for everyone for listening. Have an amazing day. And everyone, have a great day. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code program for a four week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program.